0: Welcome to Stu's EV Universe, where you can find anything and everything electric vehicle. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of having Justin Morgan, who's chairperson of automotive technology at Sinclair Community College. Welcome to the podcast, Justin. Thanks, Stuart, for having me. Yeah, yeah. I guess just to uh, start out, can you kind of fill me in a little bit about your position at Sinclair and uh, how long you've been there?
1: Sure. So I started at Sinclair as an uh, annually contracted faculty back in 2005 and then became the chairperson in 2013 uh, of automotive technology here. And so we we have uh, three manufacturer programs with General Motors ASAP, Honda Pact, uh, Mopar Cap. We have a general automotive program, a high-performance program, and most of those programs are aligned to get students associate degrees, um, and then they go and work at a local dealerships. So we get uh, students that graduate, they do work-based learning and internships, so we do a, a ton of internships in our program. And uh, then we also have a Tesla Start program, which we'll probably talk more about later on. Um, but yeah, we're we're lo- located here in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, the program, something that's kind of a neat fact is it's been around since 1906. So it's known as the oldest automotive program in the nation.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Um, now... In the past say three to five years have uh, you know the classes taught there has that changed in some
1: way or yeah so I mean a lot of the courses is electrical diagnosis that we're looking uh, uh, you know towards the future and stuff and uh, hardly anything on the car you can touch without having a sensor or some type of wire going to it or wireless communication. And so we're looking more at uh, electrical diagnosis and of course with EVs and hybrid vehicles. Uh, we actually had a National Science Foundation grant. Uh, back dating back to about 2007-8 era and uh, where we trained other uh, college automotive faculty on hybrid uh, vehicles in that time and that lasted all the way up to about 2011-2012 and uh, so yeah that's kind of where we our focus has been on of course we've done some light duty diesel stuff as well with the midwest uh, you still had some consumers for the past five years that are purchasing light duty diesels. So we have an elective class in that and uh hybrid electric vehicles as well.
0: Now I'm thinking three to five years in the future, uh things in the EV space, you know, if uh, if you even just casually watch the news and, and are, are paying attention, things are moving very quickly. Um there are a lot of uh battery plants being built, there's a lot of automotive things happening in Ohio. I know I believe it's Lordstown Motors plant um, they're going to be manufacturing uh, the Fisker, one of Fisker's new vehicles, the Pair, I believe, uh, which is like a Fisker Foxconn um, collaboration. So. There are a lot of things happening uh, kind of in this Ohio and Kentucky area. How do you think things are, are going to or are they going to change in the next three to five years? And, and how does a program like what you're doing there, how do you prepare for that?
1: Yeah, a good question. So I think, you know, you're going to see, as you mentioned, trends in automotive technology. I think there's going to be new positions created, uh, whether it's around hybrid electric vehicle technicians or it's going to be manufacturing of, you know, uh, batteries or chips and stuff we know we have intel coming into the state of ohio which is great for uh, the economy here so we're looking forward to that here in the next few years uh, but there's going to be a lot of new roles. And, uh, you know, another role that you can probably think of is like a, a person that's a, a cyber automotive person. So you've got to have uh, theft and, and hacking concerns around uh, electric vehicles and, and newer vehicles anyhow as well. So, you know, our main focus for the automotive service industry is more around the service and safety of hybrid electric vehicles. Of course, you know, there's, there's definitely going to be, you know, changes in manufacturing. And we we are on the opposite side of that. We're a little bit more on the service side. So we already have an elective course, but I could see where we would have not only a hybrid course, but maybe an electric vehicle course in the future. Uh, One thing that we are currently doing this summer is we're actually training other college automotive instructor on EVs. So we're bringing in about 24 college automotive instructors in late July that have already been selected. Uh, That way they can upskill, and if they're not already teaching some hybrid stuff, they'll be ready for EVs in the future.
0: Now, the kids that are at the school, uh, what are their reactions as far as... uh... All of this? I mean, are they excited about what's to come? It, you know, um, it, it just seems like with EVs becoming more of the mix, um, it's going to change. I mean, there are definitely people that like to work on cars, tinker. I'm wondering if the amount of work that needs to be done on cars is going to be less. Or if it's just going to be different.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, definitely different, right? So, you know, there's some uh, skepticism from some populations around EVs. And then you have people at the opposite end of the spectrum, which we have a lot of young people that are really excited about EVs. And, you know, their mom or dad owns a Tesla or a Chevy Bolt or Nissan Leaf. And so they like the technology. And uh, so, you know, there's there's definitely interest. I think one of the concerns I have with, you know, the way the public kind of looks at some of the... Uh, electric or the EVs versus gas is, you know, you have to pick a side. And uh, for the next 10 to 15 years, I would say that, you know, you can embrace both. So even though you have a maybe your old muscle car in the garage that was given to you by grandma or grandpa, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with driving a, a Chevy Bolt or Nissan Leaf to commute back and forth to work in and then having that for taking to cruise-ins on the weekend, you know, your old classic car. So I think the the thing I try to when we go and visit high schools and middle schools and we talk about the technology is, you know, you need to embrace both. And we do a lot of pros and cons on on new technology and old technology and, and where the, you know, the EV stuff is at. And so I think young people are getting uh, more excited about it. We, As I mentioned, we have the Tesla Start program. And here in the past three to five years, um, we hear a lot more interest about uh, young people, you know, interested in that program because they like the technology that Tesla offers. And they know that EVs are the future, so a lot of students are starting to enroll in our program, knowing that uh, the EV market is going to be uh, moving in that direction, and we, they need to be prepared for that.
0: Can you talk a little bit about the Tesla Start Program? What exactly it is, and and uh, your history with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we worked with uh, Tesla on some automated and connected vehicle uh, presentation as it relates to like their Autopilot system a few years back, and out of that uh, you know relationship came an opportunity to to uh, submit an application to become a Tesla Start program. and so Tesla starts usually a 12 to 16 week program. Uh, students are selective admissions. It's uh, Monday through Friday from 8 to 5 p.m and those students are basically kind of recruited and vetted by tesla because they're really getting a job opportunity once they are admitted to this course or this training and then after that 16-week intensive program uh, they become tesla service technicians all over the nation and so we've had graduates go to california and we have one that's graduating they actually are graduating as of today uh, our 16-week cohort for this term and uh, i heard one was going to west palm beach a couple staying in ohio and so it's, you know, it's competitive or selective admissions for those people that might be interested in doing that. There's nine schools throughout the nation. Uh, we're one of the, the Midwest schools here in the nation. And uh, it's a very accelerated course, and you need to have some automotive education or dealership experience before being admitted into that. So they're looking for some pe- people that have previous knowledge and stuff. but. Uh, a great program ran well by Tesla, and we're we're happy to be a partner uh, with them and have that here at our our Dayton location. Right, and
0: you also mentioned uh, other auto manufacturers, I believe GM, and I just recently heard probably a, a big feather in your cap. Um, you have a EV1 on display. Um, can I ask a little bit about how that happened? That's that's very unusual.
1: It is it is unusual. Uh, so as as we mentioned, we're, we pursue National Science Foundation grants uh, a lot at our college, and then also in the automotive program. And so we've submitted to the National Science Foundation grant to train uh, again other automotive. Uh, technology instructors for the next three years on EVs and one of our partners that we have here is a GMA set program so we get technicians to go to their dealerships and so part of that partnership is they provide donated vehicles uh, so right now we have a Chevy Bolt in our fleet that was donated by the GMA set program and so we use that to train technicians on how to service high voltage components uh, how to motor generator kind of works and some of that stuff uh, but out of that when they knew that we wanted you know we were really interested in the EV market especially for a midwestern state. And school uh, they said hey we have an opportunity we have an ev1 that university of cincinnati had i think it was in their engineering program to be honest with you and uh, they're looking to maybe you know they they're they're tight for space they they're looking to get rid of it for the time being but they know of its value and so our gm connection was said hey we know you guys are looking to evs we thought this would be cool to go along with the chevy bolt we've donated and uh, would you guys want it and so uh, a few weeks back, a couple of our faculty and uh, went down there with uh, met a meta truck and We're able to have it. So currently it does not have a battery or charging uh, port, so it's on display in our showroom here in our automotive uh, repair facility, Uh, but it's a great addition to our uh, six EVs that we have currently in our fleet. The students, do they understand the significance of the EV1? That's a good question. I I don't know that they do until it's explained. So one thing that we're working on in our department is to basically kind of get an overview you know, poster basically built for on display purposes to to signify, you know, it's how how important it is to the electric vehicle uh, revolution, if you will, and the importance of that vehicle. So some of the students don't know. Some will come up and be like, oh, that's an EV1. But I can tell you within the. 50-minute drive from Univer- or from University of Cincinnati to our Dayton location. Uh, we had several people reach out to us about, you know, we see you guys are having an EV1. There was pictures of it taken on the rollback, uh, being dropped off in a lot. So a lot of interest by uh, EV uh, enthusiasts around that vehicle. So we're excited to have it.
0: And is that on display? So if anybody, you know, contacted you, uh, they can see it or?
1: Uh... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Absolutely. We're we're a public public access institution, so we're pretty much open 8 to 5 and uh, our showrooms open. So if, if somebody wanted to walk in and kind of check out the, you know, our labs and check out the EV1, it's on our lower level at building 20 uh here in Dayton, Ohio and uh yeah, they can come in and check that out. We actually just moved it yesterday. We had an automotive graduation, so we had to relocate it. But yeah, it's in our showroom, and uh, we're trying. We haven't got the the board built for it yet, or uh, the vinyl on it, but uh, we're working on that to try to give some information to people that don't know much information about it that are coming in.
0: And is that something that you think in the future the students may want to work on it? Are are they allowed to do something like that?
1: Yeah, I think there. I think there's some uh, you know ability to work on that in class. We actually did work on it in the hybrid electric vehicle class the instructor was you know uh really curious about it as well so uh they just uh, as we mentioned we don't have a charger for it yet so we're going to try to locate some parts and pieces and see what we we can come up with but only having it for about a month and a half now we just haven't got to spend a lot of time with it but as uh, our summer classes die down, hopefully we'll get some time to see if we can maybe try to get it to where it can move on its own, at least on the automotive repair uh, automotive site here at our our parking lot and stuff, so we can move it in and out of the facility a little bit easier. Uh, but yeah, they can come up and check it out, and hopefully we can get it to a point where maybe it's uh, it propels itself on its own.
0: Now, do you do anything else with outside of the electric vehicles, like the charging end of it, or or anything that's again kind of surrounds the electric vehicles.
1: So so yeah, we're going to do a little bit as it relates to understanding how the charging works and understanding what our uh, automotive fellow automotive college instructors need to know and And students, uh, Fluke actually has a piece of test equipment that we have here on site that we purchased several months back where it kind of goes through and does uh, self checks of the charging station of uh, itself and so we have one of those tools we 've been using it kind of to teach ourselves it 's a very new tool just released as far as i 'm aware of. Um, but we're not going to go through as far as alignment or like electricians of, you know, wiring that stuff up, but absolutely we're trying to show folks on what they need to know because sometimes the, they're going to need to discern why their vehicle is not charging. Uh, an automotive service technician may, and they need to be able to say, hey, is it the vehicle side or is it the charging station side that's causing our issue? So we want them to be aware that there's some tools out there to aid or assist in their diagnostics.
0: Okay, great. Well, um, is there anything else that I didn't touch on that you'd like to to talk about?
1: I mean, not specifically. Uh, you know, I think the, the nice thing about the, the hybrid EV stuff is that the technology is, of course, growing ever so rapidly. And, uh, you know, being an automotive service technician or enthusiast, um, you know, is a great field to get into. And uh, you know we, we're we're looking forward to that. There's a, a huge demand for service technicians already, and then with the rollout of EV, uh, we know that there's going to be people that have a skills gap. And one of the things we're trying to do here at Sinclair is is help technicians and technicians coming out of our program. So one thing that we are offering is we do have a, a four night training class for you know if you've been a technician for 20 years and you haven't worked on EVs, uh, we're going to run a four night boot camp um, for incumbent workers that want to come in and get upskilled on how to diagnose, um, you know, a stator or a high voltage battery or codes as it relates to the high voltage system. And so uh, we're, we're excited to do that as well. So just trying to make sure that uh, people in our region stay up with the times and, and are, are skilled to fix these vehicles as we move forward. And how
0: can, if people are interested in the program, how can they uh, find out more online?
1: Absolutely. So you can, uh, you know, go to Sinclair.edu and search automotive technology. Uh, our office number is nine three seven five one two three two four two if you want to check out some uh, information about the program or check out the ev1 um and my name is justin Morgan. as i mentioned i'm the chairperson and be happy to provide a tour and just go over an overview of the program if anybody's interested so we appreciate that
0: yeah perfect well thank you so much for your time today this is really wonderful i appreciate it Stuart. thanks so much thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of Stu's EV Universe. I would like to thank Eden Unger for creating the artwork and the music for this episode. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe, and share, as that's the only way we can continue to grow. Now you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Remember, the EV revolution runs on your energy. I'm Stuart Unger. See you next time.